welcome to the best thing you've watched. We're back for another podcast slash YouTube uh, episode. Very excited to talk about the content we've seen this week. We've got Chris from Movies and Munchies and myself from the Ruby Tuesday. And I think we've had a, a fairly interesting, busy week. How are you doing, Chris? I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> I've had, uh, you know, yeah, lots of house projects going on, uh, but most of them are coming to an end. So uh, that and some really long binge sessions. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, yeah we're going to have some interesting ones to talk about this week, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about you? How was your, how was your week? Yeah, uh, I think I watched a lot, but I don't have too much to show for it in terms of things I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it felt like one of those weeks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I get if, that. If you're... um. If this is your first time, thank you so much for joining us on The Best Thing We Watch, where we chat about the best thing we watched previous week. And uh, we talk about the things that we are most looking forward to at the end of the show, normally in the podcast section, if we're not doing something special. And we talk about entertainment news. So do look out for that bit or listen to that bit. You can't really look out for that bit. You can listen to it. <laughs> uh, and thank you to everybody that's uh, been commenting, saying that they really look forward to this segment, our weekly catch-ups. Yes. Uh, really appreciate it. It does help us uh, feel a little bit energized going, oh, okay, it's not just us. Although I do really enjoying uh, enjoying speaking English and chatting to you, Chris. <laughs> hey, talking is good. Talking, talking is good. Yes. 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 Uh <laughs> But yeah, okay, so should we start? Or do yes, you have a question? Uh, I do have a question. Hey, okay. Can you impersonate anyone famous? No. <laughs> Just <laughs> Okay, moving on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I want to, and I'm one of those people yeah. that don't mean to um it's not an insult when I watch a movie, my mind immediately goes to mimicking the accents. Uh, not that I do mm. it well, but so so that after the film or even if I'm walking to the shop, I might, if I've watched an Indian movie, I might still be speaking Chinese, like, um, the, like the Simpson, Homer Simpson, you know. Um, you get you get influenced get by what influenced you've heard. by and, what I've heard. Yeah. And then it's a mixture of a South African, British and American accent because that's where my influences come from, like from my social media and my entertainment. And so then it's like, uh, yeah, Homer Simpson, put that baby back where it came from. And so that's meant to be as close as I can get to, uh, what's his name from the, the, the Quickie Mark? Uh, Apu? Apu. Is that his name? Maybe. Apu. Yeah. Uh, I can do Jasmine from uh, Aladdin, or yes, is please. it, or is it um, the parrot mimicking Jasmine? Ali, Ali, <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, uh, "Where are you, Jasmine? I'm out of the menagerie." That's that's about it. All, all I got. <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I I can't do impersonations. Um, I would like to think I could. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to do that. My youngest son, though, um, has a really good ear, and he's practicing doing it. And he does a phenomenal um, Patrick Warburton. Oh, nice! And oh, especially as Kronk. Oh my gosh. He does he does part of the the monologue and some of the the phrasings that Kronk does. And I love it is Kronk so much. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, and it is so good to hear him just do it. I'll have to record him doing it one time. Um but we would stand in line in Disneyland and you know Patrick well that you probably don't know this, but Patrick Warburton has been um uh 
hired to do a lot of voiceovers and a lot of on-screen work for when you're in the queue. Oh, really? Um, and there's nothing going on. Yeah, and so he, uh, no, mostly it's him okay. or him playing some. You know, and so he's got that he's got that really deep baritone voice, and that it's just very distinctive. Mm. And so we, you know, will have him sometimes say some of the things just to be to us, but to see other people's reactions. Um, he also worked at a um, at a fast food place. Uh, prior to covid and he would occasionally do one of those voices through the drive through <laughs> you know or he would answer it as kermit the frog um and so anyway <laughs> uh he we tell him you need you need to just keep practicing this because you can just i think you can you could make a people do a well off of, um yeah. like copying other and then you do the best bits so if you can do like famous people like a yoda or get to the chopper uh, you know, as, as close as you can <laughs> yes. to a, a, an Arnie. And then you'd have the little clip or you could do YouTube stuff. Yeah, people love that sort of yeah. stuff. It's it's because it's really Thank fun you. and entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can record him doing one thing. You don't even have to put his face. You could do like the voice. Yeah, I'll see if I can get him. Um, and I'll maybe even if I can, um, I'll get him to do it for this episode. And we'll just insert it. Yeah, great. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> right. Cusco's poison. Poison for Cusco. Poison specifically to kill Cusco. Oh, my spinach puffs. <laughs> After hearing my terrible rendition of Jasmine from Ali, yeah. I did watch, I did start watching Aladdin this week, though. I was out <laughs> in the garage weird. doing some stuff, but yeah, it was great. It was, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, all right, bad boy, but no more freebies. Yeah, that, that's uh... <laughs> so good. So good. He's the best. He was the best. Yes. Oh my goodness. Hey, you know what? We uh we did our um our top five Valentine's Day movies, um, or at least rom coms or romantic movies to get you in the mood for Valentine's Day last week. Yeah. And I had a couple of people, I don't know if you had anybody, but a couple of people had uh given us some suggestions um as well in the comments. So I had um Pretty Woman, which I think you and your wife had recently watched and you yeah. had said that it had held up really yeah, well. It does. Yeah. Good good choice. Right on. Nice. Uh, there's Lady Hawk, which I don't love. Lady Hawk. See, I'm not sure if I've ever seen that. Oh my gosh! I mean, you I need, need to watch it's, that. I mean, it's it's it, classic 80s. Well, hey, and that's and it's fantasy, right? Isn't it? Oh, or very, is it kind of very like, fantasy. It's okay. in like in the vein of Willow, you know that kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So and then um, Fifty First Dates. Great choice. One of my favorites. Yeah. Adam Sandler's. Uh, just. Getting a woman to fall in love with you every day—I love that that premise. It's it's tough, but it, it it's, it's so, so sweet. Too. It's so sad and romantic at the same time. Good yeah. choice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if anybody had uh, said any to you or that you remember, but it was just—it was kind of like, oh, that's pretty cool. I and I had—it's been a long time since I've seen Fifty First Dates mm. too, you know. And I, I see occasionally the memes, um, especially surrounding Sean Astin. Whereas, like, Samwise did not help go throw the Ring of Power into, um, you know, Mount Doom so that you could, so that he could be remembered as, what, Doug or whatever from, oh. from 51st Days. Oh, shame. Was he the muscly dude in that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. He's, um, he's Drew Barrymore's, I think, brother. Yeah, that's And he's right. just the, you know, the dumb kind of, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> but he made a great, oh. he made a great comeback in Stranger Things for a while. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, and you know what? I, Sean Astin is just—I think he's a great actor, oh, and he's so, he, especially for our generation too. You know, because we start out with like Goonies, mm. 
you know, and get endeared to him as Mikey through that. And then yeah, it's, it's just anytime he pops up, it's like, oh yeah, okay, I'm here. <laughs> and you just seem like a genuinely nice guy as well. Yeah. Which I, I think I don't helps. think I've ever seen him uh, play a bad guy, which is great because I don't want him to play a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, he's, I <laughs> yeah. like him as the, as the, the friend, yeah. the very nice, dependable, um, even as the lead, you know, I, I but it's totally always sad then that. if, if he's in that and then he dies, you're like, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Poor Bob. Poor Bob. <laughs> oh, Bob. Uh, so what's on your list of the best things you've seen this week? Or what's first on your list? <sighs> You know, this was this like you. This was a tough week. Now, I didn't watch a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. one of the things was just it, one of them was eating up a lot of my time that I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I watched one or two other things, I think, and they were poo, which yeah. that didn't help anything. Um, but I, I want to talk about inventing Anna. Okay. Um, you know, on Netflix, this uh, limited series that was really long. Um, my I gosh, mean, those was, episodes, some of them are like hour, 20 minute long. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, the, I felt the time some mm. I, I, welcome. I mean, this is the best thing we watched and I start out talking about a negative on a show, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I, I found myself sucked into the story. I mean, I, I didn't know anything it about it's this. It's just mesmerizing. It, like you're kind of just fascinated by what's going on. Yeah. It's like, it's almost too, too strange to yeah. be believable exactly that. you know yeah. and um and i think some of it is embellished i mean you know they tell us at the at the beginning of every episode that you know this is this is based on a true true story except for everything that was made up yeah you i know? do love and that so it, yeah 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 i thought it was wonderful but um so we know going in okay so it's it's grounded in some fact and then we don't know exactly how everything really plays out and is this did this not happen? Did it happen kind of? And now it's it's exploded more for this story. You make it more entertaining. Mm. But even still, you know, to have this person who purports to have wealth and have be able to suck all of these these very wealthy people in and bamboozle them. Is that a good word? I don't know if that's the right usage of that term, but it sounds good. I like saying it. Um, <laughs> you know, and so to just they believe that yes her money is coming there just must be a problem with the international markets or her dad just needs to wire some more money from the trust or something like this i mean how many times can you believe that same thing you know and it some of them i'm you're happy once the characters are finally they just like i'm fed up i'm done i'm not helping you you know but then you see some of the other ones who are sticking by the side the entire time and it's like why how do you not see that? And maybe it's just because your experience was different. I don't know. It's just the acting, though. I mean, she that was, was incredible. Apart from, I mean, can we talk about the voice? Because I'm, I'm still not sure on the voice. Okay, so I, I looked up an interview with the real Anna Delvey, mm. and she has a weird like hybrid accent, like you would, like you listen to it and you're going, are you, are you making this up? Because parts of it sound, I mean, it's that Russian and German weird mix. Mm. And it, it, it like didn't sync with my ears. I think that's what it was, that it was just, it was so different Mm. um, that I don't think I've ever heard anybody speak in that way. 
you know, I've heard Russian accents. I've heard very thick Russian accents. I used to work with a couple of wonderful Russian ladies and, um, you know, they, so there's, there's that accent. And then the German accent is, can sometimes be very thick as well mm. and just powerful. And this one, I don't know, but she had also that influence of the, and that twinge of like a Southern drawl yeah. at times. And it was just, it was, it was very weird and it very, it was still hard to get used to the entire time. Yeah. I, like, I, mean, I don't it think was, it ever settled for me. Yeah, because sometimes it almost felt like a caricature. Exactly. You yeah. know, like mm. that she was, there were there were certain but times where she would. Uh, probably part of it though, maybe. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. It, like I, at first it really bothered me. And that's why I looked up the interview because I was like, come on, I, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to do here. This yeah. is just really, really weird. Um, which also, it, 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 in that same vein, it reminded me of um, Elizabeth, some person with this uh, this scammer company, uh, Theranos. Um, oh yeah, in the tech where she, you know where she, um, she she does something to her voice <laughs> where it's it sounds very weird and very unnatural. Mm. And so it, I thought maybe she was doing that for this or trying to take on something weird, but no, it, it actually kind of stuck <laughs> sort of close to how it really was in, in life. And I'm, oh, okay. Well, um, if you're listening or watching, I'm going to talk about the end for a moment. So if you haven't seen it or you haven't read like about the actual story online, then this is like kind of a, a bit of warning. I don't think it, there's much to spoil because it's, real life and you know you can read yep. the articles anyway anyway so she she gets after a huge court case that last episode it's pretty riveting actually it was very emotional for a lot of the characters i thought it was a very yeah a nice wrap-up almost feature-length episode mm-hmm. um i think it, well i guess it is feature-length because it's 80 minutes i think 86 minutes is the actual length of a film so yeah. Yeah, uh, was close. it 76 it might be 76 yeah. There have been some feature-length films that are that are yeah that yeah. are barely over an hour. You think like about that, the Page yeah. Master. I think that's and that's a feature and that's really short. Okay, so on that tangent, um, <laughs> she gets sentenced to four to twelve years, um, and I think if the articles I've read, she, she actually only served two. Um, yeah, she's out, and she's got a tv series where people are she's filming herself and i think there might be one other person filming her for and she's kept the name uh, anna delvin uh, anna delvin tv and she got permission from her uh the person you have to go and see every week when you get out your parole officer yes she got permission from a parole officer and so she's recording herself as that character as that person she's kept on the name and the brand and she's writing a book and what's interesting is she has a whole bunch of notes and times from her time during that time and mm-hmm. how close. And so she's she still wants to do that um, business that she's thought of, but she's going to use the money from the book and the TV series to do that. To fund that. Um, and honestly, I, I wouldn't put it past her at all to be able to do this because I think people will be fascinated by the book if the right company sells it they could have a bestseller on the end just because of the story she could get huge money and if she gets a one-off payment and then keeps like a percentage of royalties right uh and then someone else wants to do a film and the tv series gets picked up on her life i don't think this is the last much like um 
Tiger King, you know, just the the crazy okay. story in the world that's now, and we've got a TV series of that coming, which I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, uh, Joe versus Carol. Yes, yes. Um, I'm looking forward to that more because of like who's playing them. Uh, I think it could be great, but anyway, yeah. So that's yeah. the tension. I just thought it was really interesting. If you want to go find out what's happened afterwards, she's very much still in the light. I was a bit sad because I think I was on her side. Even though I know she'd manipulated like so many people, the people involved in her life, if they were like that, were as nasty, if not worse, than her. Um, like the stuff they they were doing around it. Or you got the, a lot of the senses that she, they were using her popularity to further their selves, and when she got unpopular, suddenly they disappeared. And I was just like, yeah, so she's bad, but they're scummy, like. Well, and I think that's part of that complexity mm. is what made the story just so engaging. Yeah. Because you had, you know, from that, from that aspect, I mean, just the, the circular using of people, you know, and, mm. but it also, it fascinated me about how it was the perception of wealth was really all that was needed yeah, exactly. to get wealth. Yeah. That's really interesting, you isn't know? it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that only exists in the uber wealthy. Yeah. I mean, like. Like between you and I, I mean, we're regular people, you know, not not wealthy. And so I could tell you, oh, yeah, I'm very rich. My lifestyle doesn't doesn't look like that at all, <laughs> um, you know, but that doesn't do anything. That doesn't even get me more money. That doesn't get me invited to these parties or anything else. And so it has to you have to have this this perception, which she did really well at getting that persona, you know, and maintaining that and which then allowed her to scam, you know, whoever she did and then allows them to feed off of her and to benefit themselves. And then it becomes, yeah, just that, that nasty. Cause sometimes cycle. you wonder, you're wondering who's scamming who. Cause even her boyfriend was, yeah. he was yeah. like, what was going on there? Like he, he was fully scam artist. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, well, and I loved, I mean, because you, you mentioned how you began to feel sorry for her mm. yeah, at least empathy yeah towards her and that is a that's a good manipulation of storytelling you know what i mean Absolutely. where it can yeah. it can take somebody who we know is bad mm. who who they've shown us as a bad person and then make us feel for them and you watch you watch like the lawyer and the uh the journalist yeah at the end I mean, they're devastated that she is, you know, being. I mean, because their sentenced. lives are put on halt and almost ruined because of her, at the expense of their own family lives, to help her. Yeah, when when it really, I mean, it should be. I mean, you think about it from from the lawyer standpoint, from and especially from the journalist standpoint, it should be arm's length. Yeah. I mean, you should be, you know, very detached. Boundaries, yeah. Exactly, so that you can tell the story um, as it needs to be versus it becoming something personal, mm. and then it gets muddied by, you know, all of your own personal just interactions and stuff. But it also then goes to show how good Anna was at what she did. Yeah, master manipulator, for sure. It did yeah. help that she had, a, like, a didactic memory because – she looked at anything she could memorize it and then understand like so any conversation she walked into about that person she knew everything and then so her 
character that she's made up, she can bring that to the forefront and just seem like she's so savvy uh, when she actually knew nothing. Because, you know, she couldn't speak Russian. Uh, I think that's the kind of the stuff that tripped her up was facts. Like some when you had to show proof, she could never produce anything because there was none. Um, And the father, I mean, (laughs) we want more information there because what do we know at the end of the day? Well, yeah, he's well, he's he's a working class guy. Yeah. You know, and who the thing that I took away from the end where the they're um where the the parents are interviewed, you know, is that Anna is kind of a sociopath and mm. has been from the very beginning. You know what I mean? Like they saw it early on. Now that doesn't change the fact that the dad still loves his daughter. I mean, that it didn't take away from that, but I think it made their their relationship much more difficult, you know. And so she's, um, I think he's at that torn stage where he wants to be able to um, protect her mm. or to care for her in some way, but he can't. He has no means to do so, and even if he does, it's going to be useless because she. She is detached from them. If that, if, I think, I, I, to a certain extent, I can understand. If you think about as a child, or I don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe I was just a psychopath myself. But if you've lied about something, and then you put another lie on top of that lie, uh, and then eventually nobody finds you out, so that lie becomes your truth, and then you believe it. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I understood her psyche. So she might be demented, but she'd created this character so much so that she believed those lies. Like yes. my dad will give me, he just wait, he, he will send the money across. And so when it didn't happen, you you know, the realization of, oh my gosh, what have I done? You know, it starts cracking. You see her like in her cell, she's, she's crying. And that seemed to be like the first time that she was kind of really being real, but it only lasts mm. like, fractions until her yes. like her characters back up yeah 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 her delusion only well yeah she believes her own delusion and that you're right it absolutely is her own reality now mm. that that's that's what truth is for her uh whether or not she can actually back it up and it always like it, it became very stressful watching this show there were multiple times where you know, it's like moving, moving, and you just, you know that at some point it's going to be that she has to actually show something, you yeah. know, that like like when the funding comes through and they're like, okay, well, yeah, they're just going to send them over to Germany to, you know, to talk to the lawyer, to talk to the your dad really <laughs> quick, just to check out all of the boxes and we're good to go. <gasps> but it's, it's weird because you know that that has to happen, but you're still willing her to succeed in all the her daily life, making that business, you know, it can't happen, but you want it to. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, yeah. Well, and that's how that's how the good the storytelling was too, because again, you're rooting for this person that you know is absolutely horrible. I was, I, mean, but I don't know, were you? Because I, I get the sense you, I, you went there. <laughs> I I went back and forth, really. Uh, I mean, I I mean um, that's fair because the way she treats people. Uh, you, it can swing yeah. you right back and like, ah, oh, you're just a douchebag. And then you're like, oh, wait, but I understand now. 
Yeah, well, and see, and that's where it was too, because some of it, like, even even take Rachel, the one who um, who brought the the initial charges against, and and her episode when they're in Morocco mm. was nail biting. I mean, that was such a stressful and emotional um, episode. Like, I was like holding my breath through most of that. But if you if you look at once the case comes, where if you look at all everything that actually happened, at least through the show, talking about the show here. So, you know, using that as our fact, but Rachel volunteers all of these things. I mean, yes, she is manipulated into believing that Anna will pay her back um, or that has this money. So she's, you know, she's willing to put down her credit card or, you know, pay for certain things or whatever. But then towards the end, once you realize that she's brought all these charges against her, but American Express has wiped out the bill, has taken care of it all, Mm. that she is now benefiting from this experience to a very large degree, way more than maybe even Anna is ever going to Yeah, it's a um, a really big amount, like 60 grand or something. Well, the, the, the Amex was, yeah, but she gets the TV deal, the book deal, oh, yes. you know, and so yeah. in the show, it's like, what, like three, 300,000 or 600,000 yeah. something. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a ridiculous TV, amount of money. Yeah, oh, she has book deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, the writing then manipulates because it, it made me believe that she wasn't the victim, even though <laughs> she, I, and I think that's a that's kind of a I don't know maybe the conundrum and maybe the beauty of the show is where it yes Rachel does a lot of this of her own volition because she either you and know people she's saw that in the court case didn't they because that was one of the the things that she she wasn't found guilty what Anna wasn't found guilty for exactly yeah but but at the same time that's just a crappy thing to do to a person. You know what I mean? Like, like if you and I go and I invite you to Morocco or I tell you, Hey, we're going to go on this trip. I'm going to take care of it. Um, and you know, well, no, we need to book it now. We'll go ahead and book it. I'll pay you back. And then we get there. And then I tell you that, Mm. Oh no, no. Well, there's, Oh yeah, there's an issue here. And you said, okay. There are uses. Yeah. Yeah, There, there are. Yeah. And so that, even though you volunteer to take care of it, I'm still kind. I'm still the bad guy here because yeah. I'm the one initiating it. I'm the one saying, "Yeah, go ahead. I'll pay you back." And so you're you're the one stepping up, and that's how Rachel is. But it, but in the show, then Rachel becomes the villain at mm. one point, you know. And it's I love that it made me do that, and I hate <laughs> that I felt that way. <laughs> you know, writing was so, excellent. Yeah, 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 it really was. I was. Um, yeah, I was thrilled. Now it was the series was too long. It was. Yeah. Um, I, I think they could condense it some, um, especially because you have you have characters at the beginning who disappear. Yeah, there's in the last there's half. whole storylines. I think it weren't needed. It didn't further the plots. Yeah, well, especially for the the length of time that we're spent on them. I do think mm. that we need some of this because it it shows. Um, you know, like the woman who is the art person who introduces her to a lot of things. Well, mm. those introductions are necessary. And the leading up to that, you know, I mean, and even how Anna steals her credit card, um, you know, and uses her stuff to charge things. I mean, <laughs> she, she all of so that is, stuff. oh my gosh. Oh, I was like stressed when I was just watching <laughs> was that stressed. number go up and up and up. I was like, oh gosh. I was like, oh um, my gosh. Hot yeah, I was like, yeah, you're, that shirt costs more than my car. Right. What's going on here? You know? Um, so I do think, I do think chunks of this it 
are important for how the story progresses. You know, we need we need this background because it is kind of a domino effect, but I'm not sure that we need to spend entire episodes on all of these characters and that it that's where it feel got like almost like they were doing even though a lot happened there was one character that they were concentrating on per episode mm-hmm. yeah I and i think i think, think that's needed. some yeah yeah no some of those like the one where um vivian goes to the house out in like the poconos the the hamptons i don't know where there's uber the one rich. with the yacht uh yeah, that's the story with the yacht, but it's yeah. she's it's being told by the woman who, yeah. uh, like, is an influencer or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I mean, so, portions of that are important, but I don't think we needed all of that time on there. So it's, it's, it's things like that where it, I think it would have progressed the series along faster, um, which then would have made me not feel the time mm. as much. Still, though, an outstanding watch. I mean, I. You know, I just it. I'm not sure I could binge from beginning to end, though. I think one that time would, watch as well. Too. Like thinking about going back yeah. through it, I don't think I could ever do it again. I agree. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I, I loved the story, mm. and I would. Um, there is a a uh, Rachel, the real Rachel, the um, sold her story to HBO, I believe, okay. and so her story is going to be coming out at some point on HBO. And so I will watch that because I think it will be interesting, you know, to get a different perspective on it, to have, you know, the other, you know, see it from the other point of view. How much of and that cycle will be true then? It, <laughs> yeah, know, I don't do know. You? Well, it is, it is going to be based, I think, off of her article and right. her book okay. that she wrote. So, so probably as you would hope that that's true because magazines, um, well, these no, days. it doesn't have to, not not necessarily on the book, but you would hope that the news organization that prints it is, you know, that there's fact checking within there. Depends on the um, news. Um, it depends it, it on the, the, the magazines these days because I've seen yeah. so much nonsense. I just don't know what journalism <laughs> is is anymore. True, true. <laughs> I'm so annoyed of clicking a picture of something that has said something and then it gets to. Uh, you got to click 20 pitches later oh, yeah. and then you get to that and that's not even the thing they were talking about and you're like come yeah, on or you, man or you have two sentences about yeah. the th- yeah that's yeah. the article like are you serious okay yeah. <laughs> journalism yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like clickbait journalism that's what people uh teach now yes yes yeah so i'm looking forward to what else um the ozog lady does because she's just great oh, yeah, Julia Garner is mm. wonderful. I mean, she is my favorite character on Ozark. Mm. Like, I love, I love her, and so it was great to watch her in this. Um, mm. and just yeah, weird, but but good role. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on from our lovingly d- deep discussion on that, uh, can we go back to gushing and geeking about uh, Boba Fett, the book of? Boba Fett. We can, but please don't spoil anything. I'm only halfway through the last episode. No, Chris. I know. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. You know what? No, talk about spoilers. Do it. It's because I, I I walked in. My my son was watching it, and I walked in to see a certain person um lying on the street, and I went, oh, well, okay. So I've seen that part now. Oh, no. Um, I don't know how we get there, but yeah. No, so, I, no, I can't it. spoil go it for, for it. you. We'll have to cut this bit out. There's so much that goes on in that last bit. 
like last no, no, three no, minutes it's of fine. the episode. Ta- talk about it. D- do it. This is the best thing we watched, and this is the best <laughs> thing you watched. Talk about it. Okay. It's okay. As as a fan, I was very happy with what they did. And then I'm just amazed again that online people are like, I didn't enjoy that episode. And I'm like, what were you watching? Hmm. Because never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would take a Rancor and use him as a battle beast in the city. <laughs> and then, because at one point it gets to a stage where we have the Mandalorian and we have uh, Boba Fett. And they're basically, they're, they're people all over the city. It's just them two and the, and the dude we want to die because he's just a snake. Uh, and he keeps trying to give them information like, oh, perhaps. And they're like, no. <laughs> and, we, and we get that amazing scene where the Mandalorian and Boba, um, Boba Fett, they, they fly up together and they're shooting. But they have good armor, but their armor is only going to last so long. And they're basically going to die. There's waves and waves of the syndicate coming at them. Mm. And uh, then it's two like droidy cars, but massive ones. And they have shields. And there's like, oh, crap. There's, they can't do anything. They're gonna, they can't get through the shields. Um, um, and Boba Fett says, I'm going to go get some help. And, and the band, Mando is like, where from? We've, we've got all the help that we're getting. <laughs> Cut to... <laughs> on the roof does massive jump and me just geeking out is like man alive from luke skywalker in the thing where we see the rancor eat eat the big big dude to actually having the balls to making it fight uh massive droids it's just like brilliant who who came up with this and what was your budget for this episode because seriously <laughs> yeah uh, they do monsters well but like having it in the fight i thought was really good and then obviously we're having the return of the bounty hunter and we have the standoff. There's just moments that really stand out. We have the 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 reunion of um Grogu and Mando during a fight scene. Like it's brilliant. Really, really, really cleverly done, well paced. Uh, I will leave some of the best bits because you, you're gonna wanna watch it, Chris. And it's like a oh, full I- hour of just joy. Yes. Well, and I you know it's funny because I haven't gotten to the part. Uh, with the rancor but i was thinking when i watched um i think the last spot that i got was as the as the syndicate is just we're seeing them from every angle Mm. like they're coming and um the gamorian guards have just been thrown off of the cliff (laughs) i'm so sad for them well they were characters they stayed alive yeah i was like (laughs) we're doing this okay that sucks um you know the um well and, and that moment it actually it clicked in my head i'm like well, where, what happened to the Rancor? Because we haven't seen it since, um, you know, Danny Trejo had been there, you know, training it a little bit. And mm. um, like, oh, okay, well that, you know, but now it's good to hear that he, because we knew that uh, Boba Fett wanted to learn to ride him. Mm. And so that's, that. yeah, there's yeah. some wonderful moments with that Rancor that it, definitely the, the star of the show for me. Um do watch the the credits there's a there's a mid credit scene that is worth oh, watching okay and that'll put a smile on your face uh, well it made it, me so so happy too to see that uh grogu did choose mando i i told over. you he would i i, I, I know you did i know i, I know <laughs> it's just you can't have mando without grogu that's there that's that's what it it's is the now. team now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I guess I'll just move on from one smile on my face 
so that you can enjoy some of it before I just break it down and do scene by scene (laughs) (laughs) to um, Uncharted. Uh, So I had the the chance to watch that. We went on a date night last night and uh, we went to watch this. And this is bearing in mind that I've played all of the games multiple times through. I've bought them on Mm. multiple consoles. I'm a huge fan of the story. That's what sucks me in. And then the gameplay, there's a lot of repetitive shooty shoot. And and I don't know how you can really call yourself the good guy because you kill probably, you know, 400 guys (laughs) along the way in each game. But, you know, you're the hero. So you're Nathan Drake. So then, you know, a while ago, uh, Tom Holland was announced and my heart sank as, as Nathan Drake. I was like, what? No. And then they like Mark Wahlberg. And I was like, are you kidding? And then he didn't have a mustache. And I was like, what? Just stop it. Leave my games alone. Damn it. And then I saw the critics reviews come out for Uncharted and they were destroying it like oh. man alive. At the time, it was like at 36 percent. It went up to oh. 40. I think it's at 50 now. Uh, okay, but because the Rotten Tomatoes is based in the U.S., we can't like people that don't have like fifty thousand subscribers. You can only review as an audience member, and I can't oh, yeah. review it. Otherwise, I think it would be much higher for the audience because I think it's mm-hmm. going to be one of those dividing things again. So I'm I'm coming at this as a purely as an adventure film. Okay, you, you're thinking Indiana Jones meets National Treasure. That is kind of what you're getting. And like that puts a smile on my face all day, every day. But what worked really well for me was, oh, young Nathan Drake, Tom Holland, really gets the character. Like it, mm. it seemed like he, he spent a lot of time playing the games. Um, and he's not really a gamer, but he played those games and he loves them. It's just, I think that was part of the pitch when he was working on No Way Home. Um he went and spoke to the director about pitching a young James Bond and out of that um, he got this part and so then Sony sent him a PlayStation and there he was um, playing the game and so now he knows the character. So he's got that really quirky banter and then Mark Wahlberg, you know how good he he is at dry comedy, like that's Mm -hmm. that's his thing, Mark Wahlberg, Uh, whether you like him as an actor or not and so for the Sully character, it kind of worked. Um, but them together is what worked the best. So separately, oh. I think they're okay. But together, their on-screen chemistry works as a duo. Um, and it is it is slightly different. But I think you have to give it. It's a film. And I think the people that are moaning about it, is, is they've, they've looked at the games and said, but it's not the game. And then oh. um, people that are coming into it are going... Oh, this is just a you know if you've ne- never played the games you're just judging it as a film if you're judging it with a critic's eye as a film then i think you're going to be like oh this is just just an adventure it doesn't have much um meat to it okay this is an origin story but it's also an origin story for a couple like a, a bromance uh, mm. between Sully and Nathan. And that takes time to establish as well. And I think by the time you get to the end, it really does. But when you get stuck into the adventure, there's this slapstick martial arts that's brilliant, sort of like Jackie Chan-ish. You know, like how Jackie Chan does, he uses his environment, he's defending mm-hmm. himself, and then like he gets thrown around a table and then will slide and use that momentum to swing around the pole. That is used very well in in this, nice. and it, it is so much fun to watch. There's a scene if you've seen the trailer. There's ships in the air, like uh, old yeah. pirate ships, and that whole sequence is incredible. But it starts with a 
one of the iconic moments from the game. That's where the mm. film starts, like on in a plane with things at the back of it, and then it jumps and it starts giving us character background, and then we go into that adventure, which is basically like treasure hunting. You know, you're just okay, they're trying yeah. to find a treasure and they're treasure hunting. It's like, and who's going to get the treasure? Who's going to get there first? Establish the bad guy. You know the formula. You've seen it done a million times. We've got we've had so many of those films. I just think Tom Holland is very watchable as a you, you like him as a person, mm-hmm. so. Even if he didn't, he done badly. I think Tom Holland is like worth watching it for. Um, even though I like other Spider Man better, I still like his Spider Man. Uh, Does it make sense? Uh, yes. Which is why I think his latest Spider Man works so well because we oh, had, yeah. you know, spoilers. But like by now, if you haven't seen it, you're probably not going to watch it. <laughs> it's all three Spider Man together. Uh, yeah, I think I've blurted enough. Yeah, it's. I think it was much better than they were going on about. Uh, well, that's good. That gives me hope because it it hasn't opened in the U.S. yet. It opens this coming week, and so um, I've already bought my tickets. Um, I got invited to a screener for it, but that's in the city. It's a couple hours away, and I mm. already have a press screening that night. That's mm. closer. So I was like, eh, I'll just I'll go. Pick I'll buy cheese. my tickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm really looking forward to it. And my son, um, who's going to go with me and see it um, on Thursday night, um, he's played all the games. Right. And so he, you know, he likes it. it but we were talking about it last night because we watched a, a little portion of the trailer again. Mm. And he's like, you know what? As long as it's fun, mm. that's all really I want. That's that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm yeah. looking for just an action movie that has some adventure to it. That's what that, it is. I, I couldn't knock it for that. Yeah. It has a slump. Yeah. Like after the initial burst of action, there's like a 20-minute slump in the beginning because they're trying to establish what's going on, who the characters are, sure. some talky bits. We're going to establish where they're going and who's going to trust who and who's not going to trust mm. who, that kind of stuff. But once you're on the treasure hunt, them two together are great. Uh, and I would say to your son, and for those that are going to watch it, haven't seen it yet, look out for all the Easter eggs. There's so oh. many from the games. Like, other than yes. actual scenes they've copied, there's loads. Of th- like, look out for a Naughty Dog sticker. Uh, there's definitely one of those around. Um, and a that very, very cool <laughs> cameo. Well, Naughty Dog oh. made, made the game, so, um, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But a really, really, okay. really great uh, cameo that's people from the games will know yeah oh so, okay yeah. well cool well he'll look over at me and he'll probably go oh okay yeah. <laughs> i did like, that I don't know what you're and talking. my wife was like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's cool that they that they include some of that for the fans of the game as well you know and you know sometimes we do just need mindless fun yeah you know just kind of the the popcorn movie where i can go and i have can just have a great time at the movies and it's exactly That's, that. It's it's a perfect popcorn movie, and good. it seems like people in the UK need it. They're, like all the all the shows are sold out. I was amazed that like, people are mm. going to the cinema. Uh, the people behind us were clapping at the end. They really enjoyed nice. it. So good, so good. I was like, yeah, okay. There there is something quite unique about watching a, a film, especially like opening couple of days, the zeitgeist mm. of it with with people really experiencing that together. Yeah, um, yeah, fun. Yeah, it's fun, especially when they're fans or that even if you're even if they're not fans, but everybody has this big enjoyment, you know, that yeah. collective enjoyment of it that makes it it just it amps up the excitement and all the emotion that comes with it. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Great. 
Uh, what's next on your f- uh, full list? <laughs> my well, because uh, because this week was mostly poo. Um, we <laughs> watched. Uh, we actually, my youngest son hadn't seen it yet, um, even though it's been out for a couple of years. Uh, we watched "Always Be My Maybe" on Netflix with Randall Park and Ali Wong. Do you know that the romantic comedy with yes. Keanu Reeves as the cameo? Um, yes, actually, and it's really good. <laughs> It is. It's really like, good. Yeah, I was surprised was, about how good it is. Thank you. That was when we first saw it. I I didn't go in with with high expectations. Um, going in knowing it was just kind of a rom com, I was actually like, "Holy! This was actually really good. Like, this is one of those rom coms that I will watch all the time." You know, and um, I have. I've seen it probably five or six times since it's come out. And um, so we watched it again last night. And I laughed just as hard knowing it, all of the places that it's come, you know, that's coming up, um, all of the the dry little sarcasm, uh, sarcastic lines that are thrown in, all of that. It's just it it all works. And I think what really works is that we we are sh- drawn into both of the characters flaws Mm. and all Mm. you know what i mean and so you from the very beginning we know they're supposed to be together and we root for them the whole time even when things are like seriously come on don't you when are you it's about time you know (laughs) all of these just the dad being able to you know him knowing and being disappointed or why why aren't you you this woman who you clearly had a thing with has now come back into your life. Why aren't you pursuing this? Yeah. You know, just. I mean, it's, <sighs> it's then, one of those that we only watched recently. I think it was a few months ago. And uh, I was so surprised at how funny it was. Um, I'm also wondering why I've been put into like pitch blackness recently. <laughs> Suddenly I'm dark. <laughs> Oh, you I think are, aren't you? I think the sun is going down in the UK. It's it's four o'clock and the sun's gone. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I think that's... yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> the, hey, I like it. Switched on. <laughs> yeah, always me by be my baby. I think we didn't watch it because it looked like another one of those Netflix rom coms that yeah, and, and there's a thousand of them. You know, they're so generic, yeah. and you kind of sigh like, do I have to? Uh, and yeah, we we suck it on for some reason, and it was really funny, really heartwarming. Love the characters. Uh, like you, will be one of those that I will want to watch like repeatedly. There is a line in it where Ali Wong talks about going to how she's been hired to cater a Netflix rap party, mm. and it is a Kevin James series. <laughs> Where he plays Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> they won't. missed an opportunity to have a post credit scene. Oh man. They of Kevin James. Even just that. a trailer of, uh. of Kevin James as Benjamin Franklin. Even if it was just for that, because I'm like, that would I don't know if that's a comedy. I don't know if that's a drama. I don't really care. I just want to see it. I, I see want that. to Oh my god. You know, even even if you you know you have the opening, like think of a a trailer and we only get five seconds of it. You know what I mean? That's all I want. I want just the opening title type of thing. And then you see Kevin James there with these little beady glasses or whatever. And, <laughs> and then boom, it ends. I just, I wanted something and I was so bummed that they didn't, 
um, that they didn't do that because they they brought in Keanu Reeves. So you know that I mean they can get some. Seriously, I couldn't. I don't think I could love Keanu Reeves anymore. And then he did that scene. I mean, it's basically a scene. Hey, it was a couple. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's very. It's just (laughs) he's so, and I love it because. He's so well known to be such a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. Where you, where you see some of <laughs> see this aggression in, come through, oh and gosh, and him like, yeah, and, or I'm sorry, <laughs> and then goes right back to eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, He's the worst, and 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 in a really great way. Yeah. Yes, yes. So if you have not seen, always be my maybe. Um, it really is worth it. I mean, it's great, especially if you, if you love fan, rom-coms um, and the humor is great. And I'm, you know, what's funny is I'm not really a big fan of Ali Wong's humor. Um, I tried to watch one of her specials and it just mm. didn't click with me at all. No, I agree. But with this, but in that, I loved her. I thought she was, you know, I was not drawn to down. Her. It's just her timing from the script. I think the script must've been really good because it's, it's taken her quirky humor and he's dry humor and put them together and it's just they found gold. It's like it's yes. work. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so next on my wonderful list of things that I really enjoyed. This was something that I was so happy to have found because I'd watched a bunch of stuff that had just really depressed me. I was just like, <laughs> why is TV bad? Uh, stop it. <laughs> I was watching... <laughs> Stuff that was just awful. Um, yes. Not okay. Not awful. Just not great. Like Tall Girl to Big Bug. My God, my goodness, what was that film? Um, in yeah, that was uh, yeah, yeah, that was something. And f- considering the director, madness. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Fear Index. Ah, uh, I got a lot to talk about. Oh, I didn't see that. Fear. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so anyway, Kimmy. Um, oh yeah 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 Kimmy was incredible which is weird because normally I'm with the audience this time around it seems the critics have given this a huge rating of 90% and uh, the audience is on 54 so they're like halfway through um, so that's just an aggregate score but it's it's an interesting story played by Zoe uh, Kravitz directed by Steven mm-hmm. Soderbergh and agoraphobic ag- ah, get this word right an agoraphobic Seattle tech worker uncovers evidence um, of a crime. It's it's a weird um, Alfred Hitchcock take on um, what's the one where the, the person's uh, in the Virgo? wheelchair? Yeah, no, no. Oh, oh, um, um, rear window. Rear window. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's 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 rear window meets um, hackers. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. So she wow. works okay. from home. Um, she's scared to go sure. outside. It's COVID time. So any progress she had been making um, is gone because she spent another two years indoors. And she's scared sure. for a reason. So when you find out, you're like, yeah, I totally get it. Um, okay. But seeing that she, you know, she gets to the door, she she's about to open the lock and she can't. She was like, she gets herself in a state. So she lives her life looking at people across the building doing stuff. Her job is to decode or defragment um, lines of code that have gone wrong from people that have a device called Kimmy. So it's not Kimmy. The the, the story is about this device or this program called Kimmy, which is like Amazon's Echo. Um, 
um yeah and so she she hears all these audio things of what it records and i mean if i was i was saying in my review if if you're living under the uh, the delusion that your voice isn't being recorded because you've opted out that's nonsense There's you no have account. so many yeah. devices in your house right now from laptops to macbooks to tvs um to your smartphones to the many apps on your smartphones guaranteed one of them is recording you even if you think they're not uh, it it just is how many times yeah. chris when you haven't even been on a device and you say to your your partner i really want to buy this because we need this you go on facebook and there it is or yep. you just yep. there, there it you. is Okay, so that's it takes that premise of just mm. Big Brother's watching you. She finds and hears something, and then she reports it. It's something that's bad. And there oh, we have okay. a, a tenseness of a, a story that just spirals, and it's just tense the whole way through. And if you take that nice. agoraphobic thing, you're already, like, tense for her because, mm. yeah, and, and then she has to go outside, and you, you're worried for her. But then there's, there's stuff happening that's really dangerous, uh, and so I felt like the payoff was really good. But some of the, the, the filmmaking techniques were awesome. Um, I hate Dutch Angle. And there was Dutch Angle that I loved in this. It was just r- done really well. I think Steven Spod- uh, Spoderberg. Steven Spoderberg. Uh, <laughs> Steven. What is his name? Soderberg. Uh, <laughs> he's a bit hit or miss for me. I don't like all his films. Uh, there's sure. some that yeah. are just like. Mm. But this one. I was just like, yeah, he, he hit something that. How many COVID films have we had? We've had loads, and a lot yeah, of them are mostly yeah. bad, right? Yes, because it's we have less cast, less budget. It's hard to make a film in COVID, so they've tried to. You know, fair enough. You've tried to do something while well, we've all been locked down. Great. Here we have one that is very minimalistic, but has also come out as a really interesting story. Mm. Highly recommended. I go. It's my first five stars of the of the year. Probably my best thing I've watched this year so far. Wow. Okay. Well, that, that's good. I I think I'll probably check it out this weekend. Um, I was telling my wife that you had, um, I saw part of your review and, um, like I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know it was coming out. Mm. And so when your, when your review dropped, I was like, Oh, what is this? You know? And it's on, uh, here in the U S I believe it's on HBO max. Yeah. And so it'll, yeah, the, the premise sounds really good. And I'm, I'm like you, I'm hit and miss with Soderbergh. Mm. Um, I liked, he did this one movie a couple years ago where he used an iPhone yeah. to film the entire thing. Yeah. And I liked it and I didn't like it all at the same time. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm, a, exactly I'm not a fan of, of the phone, uh, because it loses depth most mm. of the time, you know, and that, that bothers me to, to a degree, but from also the way that they were able to use that in some of the filmmaking, I thought was brilliant, there, mm. you know? And so anyway, um, yeah, it well, you know what it sounded too as you were talking about it, um like maybe a little bit of like it has um reminded me almost of oh gosh, what was the movie with Will Smith? Uh it was a Ridley Scott movie. Um Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite old now, isn't it? Yeah, it is where the, the it's like a lot of technology within there, but it's it's somebody who witnesses something that they should Was it Tony Scott? You, Oh, maybe it was Tony Scott. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was yeah. such a great film. He's on the yeah. run. E- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even, I mean, think about way back with um, 
John Travolta blowout mm. where he accidentally records something, you know, and it puts him then in danger. And well, I don't know if that's actually this way, but I mean, you have somebody who, who finds out information that maybe they shouldn't know. Yeah. And now they have to either go figure it out or they're on the run. And that's where, you know, this chase or this pursuing uh, comes into play. Um I like that. I like what that does for a story and how it adds some urgency. But then when you bring in the complication of her being agoraphobic, I mean, that's got to break up the anxiety just a lot. You know, I mean, it's got to be like, gosh, I feel for you. And if she can pull it off, um, which it sounds like she really can, um, then it becomes super engaging. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, uh, Zoe Kravitz, she's um, bat Catwoman in the new Batman, Cat- right? In the new Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about the new Batman film. Yes, um, I'm getting more excited because we we got a age certificate for 15 here, um, which means it's much more adult Batman that we've had for a while. Um, what is it? In it, it didn't get an R17, did it? Was it is a PG13? Uh, I think it's a PG13 here. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which everybody was like when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's weird because <laughs> we got the 15 certificate. That is odd. Yeah. I bought my tickets. He for did? That. For so, IMAX? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, it's it's still one of the bigger screens, but the IMAX ones, I I didn't hop on right when they went on yeah, sale, so I missed out, out on that. On the first. Yeah. Yeah. Or they were, um, there was like the first two rows, and I refused to do that for IMAX. I am not going to sit. You're going to be sitting like that. with you, your head backwards and, and the- yeah. <laughs> the bat is going to be in you, in your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it gets my eyes now. I'm at the age because I'm wearing the glasses and stuff. They can't track as fast for certain, you know, when there's a lot of like fast moving action and it becomes very mm. blurry. Yeah. And I don't want to be that close to that big of a screen with a lot of action going on and me not be able to enjoy it and take it it's all like- in. You're following the screen from light to left, like you're just <laughs> watching the person yeah. run across like they're actually in front of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm at a tennis match too. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I don't want that. So I, um, yeah, we're not we're not going to IMAX. It's still a bigger screen. Right. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to that too. Okay. Um, enemy of the state, I think, is what. We Thank trying, you. We were trying. That's to what it was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful movie. Do you have lots of people in that one? Lots of people in that one. Yeah. No, I don't have anything else. Right. Um, my the rest of my week was poo. If you want to talk about the privilege, I mean, we could talk about the privilege and the mess of that movie, but I don't think that fits within what no, we do that's here. That's not the, the best, best thing. No, that'll just make me sad. Um, yeah. I don't really need to talk about it, but Disenchantment. If you're still watching it, this season is the best so far. I think. Oh. Um, okay. They've done a really good job. So fans of Futurama and The Simpsons, mm-hmm. I think the majority of people that have been commenting on my review have said the same, that the, the arc, they've instead of doing episodic episodes, they've gone for like a, a major arc, uh, oh. which has really worked for them. So you got the fantasy okay. genre, rather than like The Simpsons episode by episode or Futurama. Mm-hmm. They had a bit of an arc in Futurama, but it was mostly they would... yeah do something now they've there's like just a split up story and that seems to have worked um because i was much more invested i liked i really liked the first season and i fell off on the second season mm-hmm. yeah no, i get that of this third was better than the second and the fourth is oh good yeah 
I'll have to go back to it then. Okay. Mm. And I'm not laughing, but I'm really enjoying it. So it's no longer like jokes for the sake of it. It's it's funny oh. because of some of the stuff they say is like, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> but it's more on the, the characters that you're enjoying now. Yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Mm. Well, outstanding. Well, that's... I'll have to I'll have to revisit it at some point. Um how how many episodes is it? Are they I ten. mean they're shorter yeah, ten episodes? They're, short, but they're, they're like like twenty minutes per 20, episode, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh cool. that's that's all of my stuff for the best stuff. thing we watched this week. Uh yeah. but we're obviously gonna talk about entertainment news and um what we are looking forward to, I believe. Yes, and I think uh, I want to talk a little bit also within the news about some of the Academy Award nominations and some surprises. Talking about things that might make me sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll talk about that in the podcast. All right. Hey, it's time for news. Um, <laughs> some of the things that have uh, made the top of the entertainment charts or at least broken out, you know, and some interesting topics, perhaps. Also, I want to talk about a little bit some of the Academy Award nominations that surprised me maybe a little bit or maybe some that were just snubbed or some that we we've already done our Academy Awards hopeful show. Um, but, yeah, we can, you know, at least briefly touch on that. Uh, within this, but Ruben, do you have have a bit of news that that tops your list, or anything that you want to well, lead getting, off with? We've been getting more news about the Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon TV series. We now know yeah. that the first two episodes are an hour and a half long, so it's a three hour kind of like shove into what the world is. And we've also seen a young Elrond and a young um, uh, what's the witch's name? Uh, Gladriel? Gladriel. So, because we know they're hundreds of years old, if not thousands. Yes. Um, and they're young in this. So, uh, they're going to be in it. So, what do you think about that, Chris? <laughs> I'm excited. I, I am. I saw um, actually a, um, I think it was a tweet or something like that, and I clicked on it, where the the writers of the series have had to defend or at least lash back out at people who are upset because the show is now featuring a more diverse cast. Oh, such ridiculous. Seriously, people, your racist cards. Yeah, I oh. just, I, I, I don't even know where to go with that. It's I mean, a I fantasy was, I was, series, Chris. <clears throat> I know. I, people I know, can be I, green, blue, red, or brown, yes. black, purple. I have a problem with Avatar if we're going to go here. I mean, come on. These blue people, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of all of this blue people everywhere. That is Stupid, just that is smurfs. That is unacceptable. There is not enough white people in this. Well, I Do you realize how stupid that sounds? That is I you're actually getting upset about a fantasy series. Fantasy. And I think what's more horrifying is the fact that we live in 2022 and there are people upset at what the that color there of somebody's is a, skin a black look. skinned person in a fantasy Ye- series. I mean, it, 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 I mean, not even let's not go even don't go down the racist route. Like, have had they read any fantasy series ever? You'll know that you get variations in elves as well. 
and you do get dark elves, which are dark in skin color. <laughs> like if you've played any fantasy game, you'll know that there are variations in elves as well, in skin tone and color. Like, ugh, people. Well, and even and even outside of the fantasy genre, seriously, these are just people. You know why? Why are you so hung up? Because they're probably wearing on, white sheets. That's why. <clears throat> well, this is true. Mm. The, yeah. Mm, if ever pitchforks and, and <laughs> torches are needed. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, except I want to take them to those people. Not, <laughs> I know they wear them and they bring those, but just turn awful. them on themselves. Yeah. Like, yeah. Seriously. Just, it's more uh, than a racist card. It's just showing. You're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> no, we haven't. No, no. I am excited, though, by your news that it is the first two episodes will engulf me in three hours of Lord of the Talk Rings. Talk about just immersing yourself into <laughs> the world again. Yeah. That is so awesome. It's great. That, oh, my goodness. That, oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Mm. Um, well, and, you know, and kind of piggybacking a little bit on the, the fantasy-ish Type of thing. I know this isn't really fantasy, but um, have you watched the series The Last Kingdom on Netflix? Um, no, but I'm about to start binge watching it because it's <laughs> it's got a fifth season coming out, and all the I final ever season. hear oh the final <laughs> season all I ever hear about fans of this show is watch The Last Kingdom. It's amazing. <laughs> That's exactly it. Also, I um I just I just saw um that it's coming out on March 9th, I believe, the last and final season. Uh, last so if I'm blurry eyed the next time I see you, Chris. Oh no no, that's I'm going to be exactly <laughs> in that same boat. I am going to binge all four all four seasons leading up to the fifth one. Have you seen them before? Because. I haven't. Oh, okay. No. You, ah, oh, man, we should do watch parties. Just like we, yeah. we should because three a.m. Because in the I'm morning. Telling, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I get the same comments. They're like, "Why aren't you watching this? Have you seen this? Oh my gosh, you need to check this out." And I'm like, "Well, that's so funny." Okay. We both decided to actually yeah. do it. Hilarious. It, it looks like. I mean, the series itself looks great. It must so be doing well. Even, it's four seasons in, you, and they're still going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I and you know, and there's no good reason that I haven't watched. I mean, it's not like oh no, it just doesn't interest me. No, the mm. the whole thing looks great. I yeah. just have never seen it, and you know, I think because it has been the fourth season had already come out, and whenever that came out, I had not seen the first three, so I didn't review it. Mm. But now, hearing all of the clamor and just all of the the praise by fans of the show makes me think, well, I'm missing out on something. You know, Although, I want to experience this. I won't be watching this week because I'll be watching Vikings Valhalla in prep. Mm, yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar thread, like similar show for sure. Yes, yes. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what else you got on news? Yeah. So a live action Blade Runner 2049 sequel series, Blade Runner 2099, is in the works with Amazon as well. They're a kicking butt with these IPs. I tell you what, they're really going for it. Uh, and yeah. Ridley Scott is executive producer and probably will direct a couple of the episodes. That has me excited mm. that that him being involved in that. Uh, that's yes. Yes. Really good. 
Have you ever read the story, the short story that this is based off of? Uh, no, but I've I've watched the anime recently. <laughs> they did oh, uh, okay. Blade Runner Black Lotus. Okay, how uh, was that? It was okay. Weird animation. Um, oh. Not a lot of Blade Runner in it. The Blade oh. Runner does come, but it takes a while for a Blade Runner to pitch up, <laughs> which is weird considering it's called Blade Runner Black Lotus. Uh, yeah. Some of the fight sequences are beautiful, but it's a weird animation. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So huh. what about the story, the short story? It, uh, it's weird. Um, it's it, it has some of the same elements, but yet not. Honest, I didn't realize it was based off a short story. I thought it was Ridley Scott's thing. Uh, yeah, well, in its um, wait, no, is it Philip K. Dick? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, do do I, androids dream do of androids sheep or stream, something? Like that? Androids dream of electric sheep? No, that's it. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it, it's weird. Yeah, um, it's not something I'd read again. Because uh, isn't there a TV series now called "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep"? Is there really? Yeah, I think so. A new one just just came out. Oh goodness. Okay. I, no, I was unaware of that. Hmm. I'm not sure I want if it's if it's based off of the book, then it's not something I think I want to watch. Um just cuz the book itself was it was depressing. Right. You know, I wasn't it wasn't uninteresting. It was just depressing. It just wasn't something that um, when I, when I finished it, I was like, yeah, that was an awesome read. It was just kind of like, okay, so I've done that. Um, yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find but, it, uh, but it's not coming up. When, do you know when, um, they're just in the very beginning planning stages of uh, Blade Runner 29, right? 2099. Yes. Yeah. Right? They're, they're okay. busy penning the script for it. Okay. So it's going to be, my guess is, uh, probably minimum of a year, minimum. maybe even two. Yeah, considering before we get it. you know, how heavy, like when it comes to planning, Ridley mm-hmm. Scott is all about that. Like he, he yeah. will do proper storyboards and then do digital storyboards and then he'll go for it. Which is why his visual storytelling um, films are so amazing. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like 2049 that much, but. I was a huge fan. I thought visually it's a masterpiece. It looks incredible. I hated it when I saw it. Oh, I'm really? Gonna, That's I'll be interesting. Honest there. Yes. I need to go back and rewatch it, though. I really do, and I want to. It is one of um, those, because I thought it was better as well the second time I watched it. Okay. Mm. Yeah, the, the I love the movie and all of its iterations of cuts. Mm. Um you know the, final the original cut. Blade Runner. The extra, extra long <laughs> yeah. cut. There's exactly. actually five, yes. I think. Five cuts? I think there are. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. The definitive and mm. the defender. I don't know. Um, yeah. So it'll, I think 24. because Amazon has shown that they're willing to put money behind, like look, you look at Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're putting a ton of money behind this. That gives me hope that because they've decided to go behind and back this this new show that it will get the proper budget that it needs also to be everything that it needs to be you know exactly but i mean you just look at their track record so far with shows like um the boys or invincible or the recent uh fantasy series uh legend of vox machina 
uh, yeah, that as well. That, oh no, All no, the, Wheel of Time, the Wheel of Time. Yeah, I mean that was yeah. a huge budget one, and that's you know, yeah. it's been greenlit for another another two or something. Um, yeah, they 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 have a huge area of like they're obviously they have Amazon, Amazon, and then they have mm-hmm. Amazon Video Prime, but their cinema like that incorporates TV and film original shows is, seems to be a big area for them now, like a priority. Yeah, they're actually, I think, acquiring or backing better stuff mm. now. Yeah, they are. it was kind of a you know it was mostly poo that was that came from Amazon Studios or the Amazon's originals. Not all of it, but mm. you know, I think more often than not, um, and especially because they didn't do as much. Like when you think about a major studio or even Netflix, the amount of content that's churned out from those entities. Yeah, when you looked at Amazon, they weren't churning out that much, and so. The percentage of poo to good was <laughs> noticeable. Sure. I mean, it was, you know, considerable there. I just like so. the word poo. It's funny. I like it too. It it just it it <laughs> sounds good. It's like shoes. You know, it's fun to say. It's pleasing to the mouth. Um so anyway. <laughs> Great. On that note. Um so with Disney Plus uh, kind of bringing all its characters under one banner. And recently we had, uh, when we had Spider-Man show up with all the other Spider-Man in his latest Spider-Man film, we also mm-hmm. had Daredevil there um, right at the beginning as the lawyer. So he wasn't Daredevil, yes. but he was Matt Murdock, right? Um, yes. So now if you go on Netflix and you start looking at the Netflix Marvel shows, comes up with a warning saying they're going to be removed by the March 1st, which means that is the last day of the license agreement, so they have to be removed by then on Netflix, which means technically from March the 2nd, um, Disney could incorporate those characters again, which means hopefully, because I guess that's what they've been waiting for, they probably got yeah. permission with the license to put Matt in the Spider-Man film. And then now I wouldn't be surprised if we see him pitch up in something this year, definitely next year. And I think Jessica Jones and Luke Cage would be back. I doubt very much we will see Iron Fist because he wasn't well received. I imagine they will reboot the Iron Fist to incorporate the Shang-Chi storyline. Oh, Okay. That would be cool. Yeah, I think um, we uh, well with Daredevil in particular, uh, Kevin Feige had teased or confirmed. I think even before Spider Man came out, mm. that they that he was going to be incorporated within the MCU to some. He is such a great. To some degree. I mean, he's definitely the best out of all of the defenders for Netflix. That Marvel mm. show, it's it's awesome. Nice. Okay, I haven't watched any of them. Seriously. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. None of them. <laughs> The the, pun- I, I, the Punisher and Daredevil and Jessica Jones season one, you gotta watch them. Like seriously, they're okay. really good. Okay. Although I don't know where you're gonna watch them now because they're gone by the first of March. Yeah. Well, at some point, my guess is that they will come to uh, to Disney. Disney. Plus. Yeah, probably that's true. Yeah, that mm. they'll acquire it through. I, I don't, and I don't know what what fees have to be paid or whatever that is. But. Yeah, because technically they're Netflix originals. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that'll be they'll work it out somehow because, I mean, I don't think Netflix they lose out on their investment long term. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like they probably will work out some kind of financial deal where they get paid either residuals or just one lump sum mm. and then disney can rebroadcast them on their platforms yep i'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the future because at some point in the future i want to see the defenders again and i'd love to see x-men and the um fantastic four for once can we just have the fantastic four done right just just one time <laughs> amazing yes yeah yes <laughs> maybe hopefully <laughs> i mean yeah do you want some That'd really good news though yes paddington please. bear three has just gone into production seriously has it yeah that makes me way more happy than it really should. I know. I mean, it's so many people love this, love both films so much. Like, they give them five star films. Like, I, I'm like, really? I I loved it. I, I know. Did, you and did. that's the thing. it was it was crazy because it it shouldn't work. I mean, it just it's it's cheesy mm. and uh, it's silly. I, it's in the it, realms of like the Garfield live action movies. Yeah, but if there's something about it. There's some magic to it. There is, uh, absolutely. Where, yeah. And I don't know, and I, I can't really put my <laughs> finger on it. I would have to rewatch it to see if maybe it maybe it stood out to me in a different way. But there's just, I mean, some of it, I think some of it is the voice of Paddington and just yeah. how they how they animate him. You know, but it's that the it family that interact with him. It's so wholesome. We don't have a yes. lot wholesome left anymore. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And so it is. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy about that. That makes me be. all giddy. That's just. <laughs> one of my oh, um, all-time favorite animated films is, and one that I I feel like people glance over a lot of the time, is Megamind. Um, Megamind Truly. cracks me up. I laugh so much. Uh, like, and I really, really like him as an anti-hero because he's a proper anti-hero. Like, you realize he just wants to be loved and he wants to be the good guy. And it takes him a long time to get there. But yeah. along the way, I'm crying with laughter. I mean, if you want to know what my humor is, watch Megamind. Because Spider um, <laughs> is just brilliant. Uh, so good. Anyway, that is getting a sequel series uh, at Peacock. What? So, hmm. like i was like sequel series yeah peacock um and there's no word about whether who's doing megamind yeah, okay mm. yeah that was going to be my question are we getting the voice cast are we or is it i mean we're definitely uh, not going to get brad pitt coming back as what's his face are we um the the hero superman character probably not not in a series no no. no. Well, and even it's up uh, because it's what's his bucket? Um, what's his bucket? <sighs> Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell might, <laughs> to be fair, because I know he, he loved the character a lot. And he's not done a lot of films that have done well recently. So. Yeah, yeah, he might. I mean, that would. With yeah. his sense of humor and good script, if. The, if the, I just don't know where they would go to, to make it as fresh and funny as it was. Like, what would you do with Megamind? It only worked because of that anti-hero story. Uh, he was so out of his depth. So it was like evil genius. He's the bad guy. And then fish out of water character with a mm. love story, uh, which really worked. Cause I was really rooting for him for the love story as well. 
yeah, because you were like, you were never going to get the girl because you are the villain and you look like that. It's all of those things, right? And he's yeah. up against the, the, the super... It's like Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. You really want him to get the, the girl, but he never... He won't because he's the villain. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Anyway, so I have mixed feelings about that one. What else have you got on news? Uh, the only thing I have is uh, the Academy Awards. All right. Do you want to do you want to do you want to dive into that? We can a little bit. I don't think we need to just go full bore into it. Um, I want more so. I think I, for me, I wanted to talk about a few of the surprises. Um, some good, some strange. Mm. I guess. Um, Mass was not nominated at all. Yeah, I mean, I I, I shake my head every year at the Oscars. And I go, I, I shout at myself, really, because I go, why do I watch this nonsense? Because they really have lost touch. And when you can't nominate a film that so obviously needs to be nominated, I just like, what did you guys watch that was better than that, really? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I was, I, I, I was surprised by that. I mean, it, you know, I, and not because it was like one of my top favorite movies of the year, but just more so because it was fresh. Mm. You know, and it was, and it was so, especially because you look at like, uh, the, the best picture nominees and, um, there's like, I haven't seen all of them, but I believe that most of them are bigger productions, you know? And so when you have something that's smaller like this, where it's almost single setting, you know, and it's very dialogue driven, why, or even in screenplay, you know, why wasn't it? Uh. there i mean it just it it, it kind of baffled me um i'm thrilled that troy kotzer from coda was yeah. nominated as a supporting yeah. role yeah, yeah. That i was is, surprised to be honest but i'm really thrilled I, I was surprised as well because i thought also last year paul racy who was in um he's another deaf uh guy who was in sound of metal hmm. i thought that he should have been nominated for supporting also because he just maybe not win but he, but he definitely deserved to be in that running because he just he gave such a great performance, and there was this brilliant moment of um, of editing where they allowed, where they didn't cut off of him after he kicks Rizamed's character out of the um, out of the rehab clinic that he runs because Rizamed um, like uh, rejects deaf culture and gets a cochlear implant and yeah. You know, Paul Racy, he's heartbroken about this. And the camera, after Rizamed leaves, the camera sits on him. And then you hear this, <sighs> just that, that sigh, uh, and it's trembling because he's so heartbroken at what he just had to do. Yeah. And so anyway, um, something that I think really, really shocked me and surprised me this year is um, Denis is not nominated for best directing for Dune. That is weird. I I, I don't I, understand it because <laughs> they didn't choose the ones that I thought they were going to go for, and then they chose some ones that were really random, and then they didn't choose the ones I was really hoping they would. But we do have a female um, nominated, Jane Campion, for The Power of the Dog. Um, yes, who are you rooting for in that one? In that, um, 
Now, I haven't seen all of the movies. I haven't um, seen Drive My I Car. I don't even know what that is. No. Honestly, I, it makes me now, because it's also up for Best Picture. So it? it makes me, I yeah, I need to go Have check that out, what that is. This, is it maybe World Cinema? It, it might be. Um, for me, out of out of this list for directing, I would choose, because I've only seen two of the five, mm. um, it, it, I'm obviously very skewed in this, but I would choose Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. I thought you were going to say that, Belfast, yeah. Mm. Um, out of who would you choose? Um, yes, yeah, a tough one. I I wasn't a huge fan of the Power of the Dog, but I can understand why it got nominated. And to see mm-hmm. a woman win, I think it would be pretty damn amazing. Well, uh, she's won already before. Has she? What did she win for? Yeah, Jane Campion, uh, piano. Oh, of course, that's been a while, eh? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um, I think West Side Story is going to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but for Best Picture, yeah, we've got some really interesting nominations there. Ones that I don't think should be nominated at all. Uh, I don't understand Don't Look Up being nominated for Best Picture at all. I don't get it. I think... I think, well, I don't get it either, but I think it's because of how it's poking fun at America. Yeah, like but it's, it's a, it, um, it's not a best picture movie though. It's no, it's not. It's a political uh, movie. Yeah. And I think that's why, I think that's why it's nominated mm. because it's, it's making a statement mm. versus anything else. Um, which I think is unfortunate because then that means that took up a spot of something that, is really more deserving of the nomination. Yeah. Now I had fun with Don't Look Up. I mean, I really did. I thought it was I thought it was great. I mean, I, I laughed a lot mm. through it. Um and I, I liked a lot of the message within it. But that doesn't mean that it is best picture worthy. I want Coda to win, but I don't think it stands a chance. Out of all of them I want Coda to win also. Yeah. I don't think it stands a chance either. Mm-hmm. Um who do you, you think know, will win? Um, Considering that um, Denis didn't get director, I don't think Dune's going to win Best Picture. I don't think Dune is going to win either. Um, I really want to know what Drive My Car is. Um, Yeah, so I've got it up here on IMDb. After his wife's unexpected death, Yasuki Kafuku, a renowned stage actor and director, receives an offer to direct a production of Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima. There he begins to face the haunting mysteries his wife left behind. Yeah, so it is... It is... uh, World cinema. Yeah. I... Well, is that let me let me scroll down really quick to see if that's um, it's if Japanese. It's also in it's also nominated in international feature film. Mm. This could be one of those because what did we have when we the, the Korean film that won best? Oh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah, it could be one of those. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't speak to that. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued by that. I do want to see it. I'm gonna I'll, I'll have to search it out and yeah, I'm gonna hunt it down it. and see if we can watch it as well. Yeah, I've um I still have not seen Licorice Pizza. I've heard a lot of great things about it, but I don't um I haven't seen it. 
Um, there is one we need to talk about that's nominated here for Best Picture, and that is, can you guess? Nightmare Alley? Yeah. Tell me what you thought about Nightmare Alley, Chris. I loved the movie. I really did. I um, I was along for the whole ride. Um, you know, I liked the dark darkness that it inhabits mm. um, or that encompasses it, inhabits it, it encompasses whatever. Um, I, I, I love the full circle story that it tells mm. where, you know, the second that I saw Bradley Cooper, spoiler alert, Bradley Cooper running away from Kate Blanchett's um, uh, office and him running towards the train in that, li- that little sec. There, there's something, there was just a brief moment there. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's going to be the geek. You know, it just, it, it clicked right there. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, and my wife was, um, she didn't see it in the theater with us, but um, she just re she re- she watched it. Is it on Hulu? Or it might be. I don't know. It's, like it's on, it's on some streaming channel platform now. And she, um, so I heard it when I was doing some work and I like, I literally stopped so that I could listen to that last part where Bradley Cooper is talking with Tim Blake Nelson. Mm. And he's like, you know, well, it's, it's, it's a temporary gig, but, um, you know, until we can find a proper geek. So what do you say? You know, he's like, I was born for this role. And I'm like, oh, just, yeah. Anyway, you didn't like it as much though, did you? Not at all. Uh, mostly because <laughs> I was, uh, I felt like I sold a lie, to be honest. I, I watched the trailer and I thought it was going to be horror fantasy in the same uh-huh. light as like Pan's Labyrinth, you know, that kind mm. of darkness. And it, it, it's not that at all. It, no, it, it's not. It's dark. It's visually incredibly wonderful to look at. Like as a visual film, I could see why it would be nominated. Like every single shot is just beautiful to watch. I also think it's pretentiously long. It's two and a half hours and I <laughs> could have cut out half an hour of the story and still gotten everything across. Like, I don't think it needed to be that long at all. Having said that, performances wise, Bradley Cooper is incredible in it. And Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett, my goodness, I think she steals the film. I, I was just yeah. like, What? She's so good and so creepy in a really, I don't trust you at all ever, but you're trying to make me like, uh, <laughs> everything about you makes me go, no. Um, I, I found it hard to root for anybody because no one was really the good guy. This is true. That uh, Yeah, very true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you, let me ask you, because um, I agree that the trailer made it seem like a vastly different movie. Mm. What type of movie did you think it was going to be or what did you think it was going to encompass? Well, yeah, like, like I thought there was going to be some supernatural elements to it, um, hopefully get some creature feature in there because okay. when I think Gilmero del Toro, I, I think um, giant robots, I think uh, demons and uh, like, because he does like proper horror. He also does that yeah. mix of fantasy. You know, the creature with all the eyes, with the hands. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was hoping that I was going to get something like that, but within a horror it's set in that. Um, you know, the is it the late nineteen hundreds or eighteen hundreds? Uh, early nineteen hundreds. Early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. yeah. Or, okay. or mid night mid maybe yeah ish. 
Well, yeah. it's probably what? No, they got cars. They, not, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, it's like f- 30s, 40s? Uh, yeah. yeah. Must be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a werewolf movie. Oh, really? Or, or something like that from the from the trailer that I saw. Yeah. And I wasn't sure, mm. but I thought it was I like yeah. I thought it was going to be some kind of creature feature also because but that you didn't have put him you off. Sitting, you loved it just as much. Well, <clears throat> I um, yeah, and I think because I I truly didn't know for sure. Like mm. I was I was just kind of, um, you know, after seeing the trailer. I'm like, well, this is what I think it is, but I really have no idea. Mm. Um, and I didn't see any other trailers for it or anything else. I didn't read anything about it. I didn't do anything. And so it was just kind of like, well, I don't know exactly what it is. It may be something like that. I think from the trailer, maybe it's going to be a vampire movie. Maybe he's just going to be a serial killer. I didn't really know what it was. And so, yeah, it it was different. Um, than what I had expected, mm. but it didn't, that part didn't bother me. Um, I think maybe had I dwelled on it more, like, uh, before I saw it, mm. like to think about what it could be, I think then at that point it may have disappointed me more that it wasn't, um, what it, what the trailer felt like it was leading. Maybe me I'm just upset that I, I never, we've never gotten Hellboy 3. And he's, <laughs> he's been fighting for it for ten years to try and get it. And <laughs> wasn't there a, wasn't there uh, rumors where um, what's his name Ron Perlman? Um, he like he said I'm way too old for this, but the fan I would do it because the fans deserve the final the final chapter in that. And so I think there's a possibility that we might get Hellboy three because they try to do reboots and it was yeah awful. I didn't see that, but apparently it was yeah, ter- yeah terrible yeah. So. Which is unfortunate because David Harbour is great in it, but the story was poo. Poo. Mm-hmm. Because That's you had you had Mila Yonovich or someone as like the witch, and sh- she's like, oh, death yeah, to Mila all franchises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, she should have stopped at Fifth Element, I think. <laughs> so good in Fifth Element. Yeah. So good in Fifth Element. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. That's yeah. all that's all I had for um for the Oscars unless you wanted to talk about anything else. Um No, I mean it, it was the animation as well. I was disappointed. Yeah, what is uh let's see I'm trying to sc- So we've got Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchell's versus the Machines and Raya and the Last Dragon. 3 of those at least are Disney. Yeah. Like I, ev- I don't every know what- year. Does it have to be Disney? Is there like a um, a prerequisite thing that they say? Yeah. Now, if 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 we're doing animation, Disney wins every year. Saying that, yeah. saying that, didn't Spider Man win? Uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Did it win? It may have. Yeah. Which which if it did, it was so deserved because that animation blew me away. So from the same team, the Mitchells versus the Machines, I 100% believe deserves to win. I, yeah, I don't know what Flea is. Um, uh, I, I know I, it. I know it's been very well sort of. It's also a very sad film. It's a uh, documentary okay. animated film. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I loved Mitchells versus the Machines. 
it was it was so entertaining. I mean, and I liked I really liked Ryan the Last Dragon too. Yeah, me too. But I think I'm not huge. I'm not a huge fan of Encanto. I have to say, I thought I thought the story was pretty basic. It looked brilliant. They always look amazing, and Luca's great. But yeah, out of those two, Raya was great. Why is Raya not spoken about more? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was just that, like glanced weird. over. It came out, and that was it. Yeah. And it was like, really? Yeah. This is really yeah, good. It's really fun. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah I like that. Uh, I would still, I would go, yeah, Mitchell's versus the machines. Man, I was blown, I was blown away by Mitchell's. I just thought it was so good. It was fresh. It's yes. family orientated. Really funny for all levels. Rewatchable, like absolutely mm-hmm. anytime. Stick it on. There'll be moments in there you just crack up. And then a father and daughter, you know, that bonding, that story of them. Yeah not being able to reach in today's society with technology and dad's being old school is so good. It's like, man. And then the dog, yes. you know, all the robots that are the good guys. And oh, I was just like, come on. How it's amazing. It's like taking Wally, but making it for today. You know, it just, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So that I was moaning about the animation ones because, uh, films like the mountain climbing one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't, weren't nominated. Summit of the Gods. Yeah, and there was another one. Oh my gosh, what was that? My brain is just like brain dead today. Oh, you want me to think? Well, <laughs> you can't. So no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm probably not going to remember it. Anyway, there were two. I think I messaged you about them moaning during midweek going yeah. they they haven't <laughs> nominated this way yeah yeah it, it, well, it always baffles me well did you see the um there was a uh seth rogan had had made a comment about the academy awards mm. he's like i don't it was basically like i don't understand why why anybody else would watch this you know, because he was in because he compared it to like, you know, when there's automobile awards for automobile design, I don't watch that. Nobody outside of the industry watches those. You know, I don't care if there's an award show for that. So why would regular people care about us giving awards to ourselves? Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I think some of that is just because we're fascinated with celebrity. Uh, but he has a valid point. <laughs> He's got a very valid point. I've seen lots of people going, uh, who like is he even relevant anymore and my responses i did response respond to a few people online about that because yes mm-hmm. uh he's executive producer for what is it invincible the boys um pam and he tommy wrote, yeah he wrote part of pan and pam and tommy and uh yeah. yeah like a lot of those big titles that we've had yeah. this year or mostly because of he, him fighting mm-hmm. to get them produced. Preacher, another one, hugely massive part of, of him. You know, he's 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 done really well for himself. I think he has a voice to to say that sort of thing. So that's just yes. me going. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So, what are you looking forward to coming this um, week? Oh, okay. So I have um I have a very busy week at the cinema. I am seeing Dog on yes. Tuesday night with uh, Channing Tatum. I have no uh, it's idea. supposed to come out 
when earlier la- or last year. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's not even coming out yet it's in not the UK. Even, like I've seen the trailer and I'm like, I want to see that. Mm. And then I can't find it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks like a, um, I'm hoping I mean, my son is going to go with me and he's like, the dog doesn't die, does he? Oh my I'm like, gosh, I don't think no. it's that movie. I think it's, I think it's more of a, a buddy road trip movie, you know, where the dog is one it, half of the duo. And it looks more like, um, what's the one with uh, Tom Hanks? Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Yeah. It looks more like that. Except doesn't Hooch die? Yeah, he does. This dog yeah, I don't well want die. the dog to die. The dog can't die. That's oh, just, I'm so Mario tired of those me, movies. man. I can't watch that mm. film again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's Tuesday night, I see dog. Wednesday, which this is, this is kind of weird because it has, it opened up um, in limited release before the end of the year. Oh, Cyrano. Uh, f- so Cyrano, yeah, for, for, um, Oscar consideration, and then it's been like in release. I think over in the UK for quite a while, and it's just now coming. At least in California, it's just now beginning to. Uh, so what's weird is we, we got invited to public screenings for this like second week of January, but the really? initial release at our local cinema is not till the twenty fifth of February. Well, that's bizarre. Uh, I don't get it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then I'm seeing Uncharted on Thursday, which Ooh. I'm thrilled about. Yeah. Um, and then uh, two coming to streaming this week, which, I mean, there's more coming to streaming this week, but two of them that I'm looking forward to is uh, the second season of Young Wallander. Yes. Which, Kill Shadow. Um, yeah. I, I, Have you seen the, the first, first season, I did see the first season. I, I didn't think it was as strong as the Wallander series. Mm. Um, and I've watched both. I've watched the Kenneth Branagh version and I've watched the original. Was it oh, Swedish? Interesting. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Swedish. Um, and um, I like both of those yeah. really well. I think, I think they're both done well. They're different um, in, in degrees, but I like both of them. Um, I, I didn't connect as much with the first season of Young Wallander. So I'm hoping this one maybe gets, maybe finds its groove a little bit better Mm. or, you know, something like that engages me more. I'm still looking forward to it. Um, And then this one I'm looking forward to hesitantly. It, it falls under the category of should this even exist? Why does it exist? What is Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, cause maybe it's, I'm not, one of those diehard fans of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So sure, yeah. Like I, I think I might have seen it once many, many years ago. And wasn't there another one I might have seen? Oh it? my gosh, yeah. there's so many versions of it. Yeah, right. Okay, so I don't think it matters. I know the diehard fans are going to be like, no, the original audience. Yeah. F- fine, fair enough. Uh, but I'm looking forward to maybe this just could hold the title and be a decent horror. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll find out. I mean, it's it's interesting that they're they're taking a franchise piece like this and coming directly from Netflix. Yeah, that you know. But I mean, we just watched the second iteration of the sequel of Halloween, which was poo so upon good. Poo. Yes. Definitely watch that movie. <laughs> yeah no no so anyway yeah so we'll we'll see 
Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it'll be terrible. I don't know. It will. You'll just have to wait and see if it makes our list next mm. week. Um, Space Force season two. Is this something you're looking forward to? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> did you like the first season? No. Okay, I didn't either. I'm uh, glad I'm not the only one. I thought for sure I, because I know everybody loves him and. Uh, Malkovich and the cast is incredible, right? And the writer was one of the ones from the office. So, exactly. so why doesn't with, this work? Why does the, and Malkovich is brilliant in yeah. in the series. He is. I mean, he in the first season he, he was. I think he was probably like the best part of the entire thing. Um, so going from that point of view and seeing now that from the trailer it looks like they have a story, I'm gonna go and try and watch it i have screeners for it. i just haven't bothered mm-hmm. watching it because i know i'm like uh, but it could be good so, so i'm going on with that mindset yeah this is one of those that that surprised me that it didn't get canceled right yeah like this got a second season how yeah because i thought um i thought they, even the fans were like mm. yeah yeah, yeah, pretty much across the board, nobody really liked season one. Mm. And so I don't know if maybe they had a two-season deal yeah. so that they were under contract. I don't really, I don't know how it worked, but yeah, it, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was surprised. I'll tell you what I am looking forward to, and I know it's going to be rubbish, but I'm going to watch it for the cheese <laughs> and, the, and the terrible um, martial arts that's going to ensue within <sighs> is a Fistful of Vengeance. <laughs> I know it's going to be bad. And it's going to be bad. The series was... Not great, but you have some of the greatest martial artists in there, uh, and it's just a film, so it's not a series that we have to sit through ten. So I'm th- I th- thinking that if somehow they've managed to pull a story together for one particular thing that's happening, it could actually be a lot of fun. If I'm going in with the mindset, this is going to be cheesy. Let's watch some decent martial arts that I know they'll show us the action because you have, I think it's Tony Jar or someone like that. And and multiple other fighters. Um, There's Iko Uai. Yeah, it's him. Um, yeah, from the raid. <laughs> from the raid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to be good, but I'm looking forward it's not, to it. Also, but Iko Uai, <laughs> and Louis Tan, they're incredible. Like, really, some of the best. Um. Yeah. So, uh, one other thing, which I guess you you because you don't. You stay away from some animation because it's just too much to cover. But the Cuphead show. I have screeners for this. You need to watch yes. this. Because from the game, this has spawned this series. And it's the same. The people that have made this animation have stuck to the style. Like the old um, Mickey Mouse uh, mm-hmm. you know the original um, but it also has that really kind of creepy look to it distorted mm-hmm. animated animation and uh, it, there's going to be a lot of stuff to what's in the games the bosses and things that and it's an incredibly hard game um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> really, what my really son frustrating said. <laughs> game but brilliant at the same time like throw your pad across the room but the fact Rage that an animation <laughs> has come out of this, I'm very excited to see what they've done. I think I think it could be really good. I haven't ventured into it yet, but from what I've seen, looks great. 
Yeah, I, I got the screeners as well, and I didn't. I I am completely unfamiliar with the game. Mm. Um, my son walked in and he saw on my um, just on Netflix. He was like, "Wait, the Cuphead show? What? That, that's a show? What?" And he's like, "That game is so hard. <laughs> it is. It's ridiculously hard." <laughs> so I I may have to buy it just to try it out or play on his and and see if what I think about it this to give me a little bit of perspective for the um we should do a stream show. of like co-op of us playing or something yeah <laughs> of just dying <laughs> oh it's one of those games awesome well see I suck at games already I mean I well, you know when I play it's, it's platform left and right so it'll be easier okay. rather than yeah. It's like okay. holding left and right and pushing up, you know, up and shoot. So it, it's of all of them to die on. It's possible. Have you, you played Kid Icarus? Uh, Remember back on NES, Kid Icarus, where it was just the platform. It was just it was more. It was less. It was left and right, but it was also up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those games were hard. The older games were obviously hard because terrible. Like, even game. the original I, Mario, people have such fond uh, memories of Mario because you have the theme tune. But once you start yeah. getting into those later levels, you're like, damn, this is like the timing and the jumping and the. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, Mega Man. Yep. Even. Oh my gosh. Is, Mega Man's I love the game, but that is hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my, when I play, when I used to play Halo with my kids, there was a rule that they, they just couldn't, um, is I got like a five minute spawn uh, freedom thing, you know, mm. because I would spawn someplace and then I'd get a headshot. And I'm like, what the crap? Where? I don't even know where I am on the map. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> the, you go hunt each other. Then let me find you. Cause I, even when you see me, I'm, it's going to take me a second to get, even figure out, remember which button was the trigger and which was, <laughs> you know, zoom in to, to scope you and stuff. So yeah. Anyway, uh, lots of fun. Um, not coming this week, but one that's worth the wait on Netflix. I thought I would flag this one up because we both like Harlan Coben, and there's a new Harlan Coben, another one. It's a Polish one called Hold Tight yes. that uh, I think is going to, it looks really good. Like some of them have been okay and not, haven't quite hit the mark, but this one looks like it, it might be great. Yeah. And this is the second polish version i believe the first one was what the woods yeah is that what it was called and that was all quite yeah. that was quite good it was dark yeah 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 i'm I, i'm excited by this i like i i like these one and done mysteries mm. you know that that he does um that he's written i'm i think for the most part they're adapted pretty well and i mean i haven't read the actual novels that they come from mm. um but i you know if it can keep me guessing that's that's all i need yeah um in two days time it's valentine's day uh and we've given our top five films rom-coms i was wondering off the top of your head chris are there any romantic series do you think because that's not something that people normally think about but if you have a whole day and you just want to lounge out and and binge what rom-com series Oh, oh man! Well, okay. Good, like that you that you like watching. Uh, it's cheesy, but I have been sucked into Virgin River on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, I like. I'm almost ashamed to say it, but I'm not because uh, I love I, the no, series. I watched this with with my wife. We have teetered yeah. off the latest season because it's the, it wasn't as good. as good, and it's also yeah. been canceled now. <laughs> oh, what? sorry, Chris. It, <laughs> 
are they going to do a fourth season to finish it up? Yes, I think they're doing like okay. one more. Okay. And then they'll finish okay. it. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, this one is not obvious, but it is a love story through time. And it um, it focuses on two people with intersecting timelines um, in, in a small town, two teenagers, um, and it's called Dark. Um, which <laughs> no, Chris. <laughs> hey, Jonas and Martha, come on, that is a love story right there. If you, yeah, psh, psh, no, okay. um, fair enough. Uh, what, what, what's on yours? What's, what are some series? I'm trying to think of um, some that I've watched. The The Discovery of Witches. That's a massive romance. Is that a, is that yeah. a romance? Within yeah, there? yeah, it's totally okay. a romance. Yeah, between it's a it's a forbidden love between a vampire and a witch. Mm. Um, and it's all about their two sides, really. And through time, again, um, oh. like Romeo and Juliet, they're not really allowed to be together, so much so that their okay. sides would kill, e- kill each other for, for oh. over it. Um, so, yeah, there's three seasons <laughs> of that. Uh, my wife so much loved the the series that she's gone and she's reading the trilogy, the, the books that's based on now. Incidentally, oh, cool. the trilogy is like 2,000 pages, so... <gasps> grief <laughs> I was like, wow. what? maybe because she's reading it on like a digital device that it, there's more pages but i was just like how how was it that's that a long? lot yeah that's a lot <laughs> it's crazy uh um, you know there's a there's a christmas series on netflix that came out last year no 2020 called dash and lily oh yeah which, that was that was good it was cute you know, um, even though it is Christmas time, um, I think it's still, it's it's just a great, it's a fun series to watch. So, mm. Yeah, um, an old one that people, if, if you like British stuff, there is a comedy series called Gavin and Stacey. Um, mm. You'll recognize a certain <laughs> actor, there's I think three or four seasons. They're really short, so proper British length, like three to six episodes length. Um, that is hilarious. It's really, really dry comedy. Uh, but the love story is what I think drew people because it's whether you know, Gavin would get together with Stacey, basically, and they're, they're always mm-hmm. on and off again. Oh, I I don't like him as much. No, not. not but this is when uh, he was Smithy. good. <laughs> when he was good, okay, yeah. okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, yeah. Now I can't. He's stand not a. Him. He's Honestly, not a d bag. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I, I I get okay. that. That's what lots of people. So I, I generally have to say, uh, yeah. Never mind that. But, <laughs> um, could you consider how I met your mother? Because it's know, comedy, I, but it's uh, always been about how I met your mother, right? Yeah, I think I think there's a love romance type of thing interwoven within there. Mm. Um, I I didn't watch much of the show, so I can't you know speak to the, all of the inner workings and the deeper storylines. But yeah, oh, I in think, that case, yes, you can, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it is true. Perfect. I trust you. Yes. <laughs> and very off the subject, um, yes. there is a series called Electric Dreams. Um, oh, is there? That was released 
in 2017. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually has a decent cast. So, uh, I guess but it I'm didn't not sure get picked if that's. Up. I'm not sure if that's. Is it based off of the Philip K. Dick novel? Or I is so. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what, <gasps> that's what drew me to it. I was like, oh. Yeah. So, but obviously there's a whole heaping of um, romance fantasy shows. You have uh, Lunanera on um, Netflix, which was interesting, but which is, you have Charmed. Once Upon a Time is all based, obviously, on all the originals, but that's it's all about, like, where the Prince Charming will get together with yeah. uh, Camelot. Shadowhunters. Oh, my gosh, don't watch that. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, Sabrina. But yeah, it's pretty much a love story. Does Sabrina get to marry Satan? Who knows? Find out next oh. week on. Uh... Okay, on a special episode of Blossom. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so <gasps> that gives you some ideas if you're looking for a series to binge watch, a romance for the week or the day. How much can you get through? I'm sure there must be some Japanese and um, Korean soap romances on Netflix. I'm 100% sure there are at least 50. <laughs> you, know, you know, my wife and I, years and years and years and years ago, um, actually, I think it was like a year before we were married or something. We were, we were still in school and she was taking a Japanese language class. Um, she'd already been to Japan, had um, knew the language, but she was just taking more of it. And uh, to help her practice and learn more, we were watching this Japanese soap opera on TV. It, we came in in the middle of it, so we don't know how it starts. <clears throat> and then it just ended. Like what? the show was no longer on the air that we could find oh. in our area. It was over the air. I don't even think it was on, maybe it was on cable. But but you know, the frustrating part of this, well, there's two frustrating parts. We were absolutely <laughs> sucked into it. Oh, no. I mean, like <laughs> just... Like, you know, the stereotypical um, person who is just like cannot miss their stories, you know, they are just right there for the soap opera. That's how we were. It was week to week and we were like, what's going to happen? Oh, my gosh. And um, we don't know what it's called. So we can't even look it up. (laughs) You can't even find it. Yeah. So So now, I mean, in the age of where everything is streaming or that you can find it online, you know, or even, you know, to, to purchase it or whatever. It just gone. And so we're like, you know, every once in a while we're like, oh, I wish I knew what that show was called because it was so good. Would it hold up? I don't know. But <laughs> just <laughs> oh, uh, bad. That has nothing to do with anything. No, that was funny. There though. you go. Thanks for that story. <laughs> story time with Chris. Have you seen Pierce Brosnan's look as Dr. Fate in Black Adam? Because I think he looks badass. He's he's um, he's all gray now, like fully gray. But he's F- Doctor Fate. One of my favorite um, years, actually, Doctor Fate. So weird. Um, like the character's weird. But I never would have guessed that Pierce Brosnan would have been, wanted to go into the hero business. But I guess everybody is now. Uh, I like him like that. Yeah, I think that's it, it's it's a sophisticated. Um, devious look Mm. you know and maybe i'm just partial because i'm also a little um grayish (laughs) on the head and the face there (laughs) 
but yes. Silva is wise. Let's just go with that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so that oh, that's going to be. I'm looking forward to Black Adam. I think. Yeah, I think gonna it's going to be a different one. I think it's um be interesting to see what The Rock does if we can do something else other than The Rock. Yes. Yeah. And he needs yeah. to. He's done a few films where he's managed to get out of that, which is great. Um, but mostly he's the rock and I don't mind him I think he's very charismatic to watch yeah. which is why he's one of the highest if not the highest Hollywood paid star probably him and Ryan Reynolds I imagine are the top two because mm-hmm. uh, not even Tom Cruise is up there anymore well because Tom Cruise has like three movies or two or three movies that um, supposedly are coming out being yeah made. I, don't know I mean that the studios uh, for Mission Impossible is like something like an extra <laughs> What did they say? The budget for Mission Impossible 7 is $287 million, which is far higher than number six. And yeah, so that's putting a massive strain. And it's not their fault because they had to shut down production for yeah. COVID. And then they had mm. to um, move production because of COVID again uh, yeah. to another place. And so it just cost millions. It was just siphoning uh, just, money. Wow. Yeah. Well, and weren't they shooting eight back, seven and eight back to back? Yeah. So okay. another reason why they moved the the time for number seven is so because Tom Cruise wants to film seven and eight back to back. And then he also wants the release dates as close together. So he's filming seven. Oh. And then the next day when they finish, they're going to continue so that there's no disparity between the um, disparity mm. between the two so that it, it syncs up. Which I appreciate, nice. but it just means yeah. we've had to wait so long um, yeah. for these films that obviously don't exist. They're just trailers. <laughs> well, we know Ma- Top Gun Maverick Top is only a trailer. <laughs> That's <laughs> it is a very expensive trailer. Oh, you know what? Okay, wait, wait. That speaking of trailer, sorry, mm. brain fart, brain, you know, whatever. Um, okay, so the Stupid Bowl is coming up yes. um, in America, mm. and um, there's lots coming up. The <laughs> The the Arnold Schwarzenegger Zeus. Oh, what is it? Did you find out? It's a it's a TV commercial. Okay. I, it's, it's it's sorry. It's a TV commercial. Of course, it's a TV commercial. It's a um. It's a car commercial. I think it it's a BMW. Car. It was a yeah. car. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's BMW. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I was hoping it was going to be something really silly. Y- yeah. Oh, so I don't know what it's. Why did yeah, he even do yeah. that? Oh. Well, because, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of the highest watched things, at least in the U.S. Um, no, 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 no. I know why he did, like, oh. but I just, why did he, like, hype it up like it was something? Oh, well, probably because I th- if it was BMW, whoever it was, they paid him <laughs> a crap ton of money. Yeah, and, maybe. Um, just put this on your social feeds. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so yeah exactly. Um, there's a number of things coming out during the Super Bowl, as usually there is, but I think we're getting a teaser trailer for uh, Lord of the Rings, um, the, the, the series from Amazon, uh, which is exciting. Because, yeah, yeah that, it's all we've had is the title reveal. Yeah, and it comes out September. So uh, I believe that's true. And there's a number of other like things. So I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Is, is that next, this week? It's soon, right? Uh, based on what the grocery stores were at, yeah, I think it's on Sunday. <laughs> right. Um, so the day this is coming out, mm. um, I'm not a football fan anymore. I used yeah. to be when I was a kid, um, and I don't follow sports, so I have no idea truly, but I'm guessing it's um, it's on February 13th. Fair enough. 
Um, yes. Did you watch the latest, the newest trailer for the Jurassic World Dominance? Uh, without sound, I watched it, but I didn't listen to it. Because right, um, it looks it's really ridiculous. Good. It looks great. Yeah, it actually well, looks it good. It looks. <laughs> It looks action packed. Yeah, but, but it's, I'm, it's, I just, it's like the mixture of dinosaurs in city. Is that what I've yes. wanted since the Lost uh, Kingdom, or whatever number two was called? And then we have all the original cast back. So we've got Sam Neill, we've got uh, yes. Laura Dern, Dern, and yes. uh, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, yeah, yeah. and obviously I, Pratt. Yeah, I just I'm. Because I saw what looked like dinosaurs running free in like Montana or Wyoming, mm. and then what looks like through what Rome or something like that, mm -hmm. um, and then they're flying in that that weird plane over like the jungle or something like that. I mean, the globe hopping. I just don't know how much time has passed since. Um, I I, what, I don't Dominion know, but we to, we had like a prequel short story, didn't we? We had. Like a, a, sh a six minute trailers thing where kids were out and dinosaurs were out already. Mm. So they've been gearing it up. And I know stuff has been happening along the same time as the Netflix um, animated series. So they've oh. been building this universe. Okay. Um, yep. So I presume they'll tie it all in. I, I was disappointed <laughs> by Dominion. Um, well, Dominion's the latest I, one. Oh, it is. Oh, it's what not was, out yet. I, is that that a domination? What was the What was the last one then? World peace. World. I don't know. World. Jurassic. No, it was Jurassic. Because it it was Jurassic World, then Jurassic World something, and now Jurassic Jurassic World Dominion, right? Yeah, D Jurassic World Dominion is the new one, the current one. Yeah. Okay. Well, the last one, whatever that one was, <laughs> um, so memorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed by it. Um, this needs to be Jurassic World. Extinction. I liked the bit in the house, though. I thought it was very um, Nosferatu. I'm gonna go with okay because I don't. <laughs> um, I don't even remember. I mean, I remember the end where um, they have the um, the bidding, mm. which was ridiculous. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Um, that's what it's called. That's it. Mm. Yes, and then the the hybrid, the giant hybrid dinosaur, uh, apex predator type of thing, which I thought was cool. Um, mm. uh, so anyway, yeah. So Chris Pratt, he's in it again. Yes. Um, he's also in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. He's also in a TV series called The Terminal List, and then he's in Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, which is coming out soon. And then he's in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And then he's mm -hmm. in Super Mario the movie. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. he's Garfield. And then he's in Cowboy Ninja Viking. Okay. I, I don't know anything about that, but I love that title. So I'm there for that. <laughs> the title alone. I was like, okay, there's too much Chris Pratt, but that title wins the day. Yes. That, that title alone has me. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy Ninja Viking is that yep. right? Yep, that's what it's called. Nice, nice. Let me click on okay. the link. It's it's it says a government program turns Duncan, a man who suffers from multiple personality disorder, into <laughs> a super soldier with attributes of a cowboy, a ninja, and a Viking. 
<laughs> that sounds ridiculous. Do you think each personality will be like attributed to like a cowboy or ninja or viking? It's got to be a comedy, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, you can't be serious. action comedy. I mean, yeah. just it. It. <laughs> I'm down. Yes. Okay. More, please. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, that's good. Oh, right on. Yeah, I think we've reached our. We've quota. talked about the things. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've talked about some stuff. Cool. Uh, I didn't talk about um, Russian Doll. Did you watch the first season of that? No, but it was, it intrigued me. I like Natasha Lyonne. It was so good. Um, But it's finally getting a second season. Nice. It needs it. So I'm very excited about that. Because it's kind of a weird Groundhog's Day thing, right? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. But it's so quirky. It's great. Outstanding. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll give me a chance to uh, catch up on the first season and be ready for the second. Yeah. Nice. But I have no more stuff. No more words. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we appreciate you listening. Uh, we would love to know what are some of the best things that you watched uh, this week. You can tweet at us, best we watched. Um, as always, rate, review uh, on whatever podcast platform that you happen to listen to us on. And if you're only listening on the audio, please at some point go over to YouTube to visit us there. Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, Chris with Movies and Munchies. Um, next week, we will be back with uh, more of the best that we watched and also entertainment news and uh, possibly something special as yet to be determined. But we appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you later. Thanks. How does Batman's mom call him for dinner? I, how? Dinner, 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 Batman. (laughs) That's... I just, I, I just looked up the worst Batman jokes ever. <laughs>